0: The Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt as we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. The Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Here's a revealing question that I would like to pose to all of us today. What do we spend the most time complaining about? What do we spend the most time complaining about? If I'm being honest, I did a little bit of a self check before preaching today. If I had to guess, I have spent the most of my time, if I were to look at the li- my life as a whole, probably complaining about my hunger, my tiredness, the weather, and the mistreatment I've received from other people. If I had to guess, those are probably the four areas where I've spent the most time complaining, grumbling, maybe for some of us that would be politics, or maybe our job, or maybe our family. What is it? We all have something. We all have our go-to. Why is that important? Because I believe what we complain about reveals where we might have or likely have an idol. Something that is getting in front of, getting in place of our relationship with God. It is an obstacle to receiving His love and transmitting His love. An obstacle to true freedom. What do we spend the most time complaining about? Because here's the honest truth. If I spend my time complaining about those four things, if I were to always be well-fed, well-rested, it was sunny and 70 degrees every single day, and no one ever mistreated me, here's the stark truth. I would find something else to complain about. Right? Always. Always, there's always going to be more to complain about. We will not be satisfied. The Israelites grumbled. Likewise, in the gospel, we hear that people were coming to Jesus and he immediately perceived they weren't interested in eternal satisfaction they weren't interested in eternal fulfillment. They were interested in getting another meal. Jesus had fed them. And Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an even greater gift. And the, this is amazing. Those people then said, well, what, what kind of sign can you do? Maybe, oh, I know, Moses gave bread to the Israelites. How about you do that one again? We would love to see that one because I want to eat and be satisfied again for a time. But I'm going to be coming back for more. As we come to Mass today, do we actually believe That Jesus wants to, can, and really desires to fulfill the deepest longings of our heart. We are so, we so readily come to Mass and come to the altar wanting just these lower things to be filled. I want better relationship with my family. I want a better job. I want to be more rested. I want better health. And this is not to say that those things are bad, right? God wants us to have good rest. He wants us to have good health, good relationships. But they are not sufficient for our ultimate happiness. So Jesus said, Do not work for this food that perishes, Before the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. And he said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, whoever believes in me will never thirst. I've had this prayer on my heart this week that we would come to the Eucharist with a greater belief and faith that this is Jesus, that we would come with a greater expectancy that Jesus is going to fulfill us, and that we would come with a greater desire to receive Jesus, to receive fulfillment. And why is that my prayer? Because we receive to the extent that we believe that we expect, and that we desire. And I think so easily we as Catholics come to Mass, if we come to Mass, with essentially no expectation that God is going to do anything for us, with little to no desire to receive Him in the Eucharist, and maybe with a very lukewarm faith that He's actually in the Eucharist, that He is the Eucharist. I came back from a conference this week, three days, and I knew I had reached the right point in the conference because I was so eager to come home and just share the fire. It was so palpable, this desire that was being communicated to my heart, Jesus' desire for us and His desire for our desire for Him. He wants to kindle it within us. As we are about to receive the Eucharist, we are about to receive fire itself. Fire himself. Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, I have come to cast fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. We are in great and difficult times, but this is such an exciting time to be Catholic because there is a new fire being kindled for those that desire it, for those that seek it, We will either be lit on fire or we will fall away. It's becoming harder and harder to be in the middle, to just kind of be lukewarm, kind of in, kind of out. Jesus wants to kindle that fire within us. And so allow me to pray for you that you can experience more of that fire in desire and then more of the fire as you receive Jesus in the Eucharist, that he can actually satisfy those longings that were so easy, so we, we so easily attribute to just eating and drinking, sleeping, having good work and good money and good health. Please allow me to pray for you now. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We recognize, Jesus, we are so easily tempted to grumble, to complain, because we think we will find fulfillment in this life. We will find life without suffering. Jesus, I ask you to bring our idols down, any obstacle in our mind, our body, and our heart to receiving more of you. Jesus, I ask you to flood this place right now with your Holy Spirit, with more desire, more faith, More expectation because you want to give us to the extent that we are ready to receive you. Expand our heart. Expand our capacity to receive. Jesus, kindle in our hearts right now, especially as we receive you in the Eucharist. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Transform us into yourself so that we may hunger and thirst no more.